of a health spending account. So during Danielle Smith's campaign for premier, the conversation about health spending accounts kept coming up. Yesterday, she issued a mandate letter to Nate Glubish, that's the Minister of Technology and Innovation. In it, she asked him to explore the feasibility of creating Alberta health spending accounts. So does this mean we're a little closer to moving towards them in this province or not? And what would having them actually mean? for Albertans and for healthcare overall. We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's Associate Professor in the Faculty of Law and Cummings School of Medicine at the University of Calgary, Dr. Lorian Hardcastle. Dr. Hardcastle, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's just clarify health spending accounts. What does that really mean? What could that potentially look like for Albertans? So what we've heard on health spending accounts from the Premier is that it would be a few hundred dollars per person and we've heard two different things from her. At one point we heard in a policy paper that she wrote that they would that they would be for uninsured services but that potentially things like family doctor services would also be paid out of those accounts. Mm. Um, but then later we heard from her that they would really only be for things that aren't covered by the public plan. Yeah, it seems there's a lot of questions about what has been said in the past, what's being said now, even even about this conversation about creating this feasibility, uh, exploring the feasibility. I want to be careful with the language we're using here. It's a change from the language that she used back in November of 2022 when she told the tech minister to lead the development of the technology required to create and operationalize the Alberta health spending account. So there's sort of some mixed messaging here. Now this almost feels like we're pulling back on moving forward and maybe taking a, a slower approach towards this? Do you do you read into it the same way? I think the wording suggests that to me. It suggests that it's more about exploring the idea and looking at the pros and cons rather than actually digging into the operationalization of them immediately. Got it. Okay. So there's a lot of opinion on this and there's a lot of criticism so let's start there what what are some of the criticisms that we're hearing about the idea of having a a health spending account one of the big criticisms relates to equity and so putting three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars or whatever amount they arrived at in everyone's hands some people need that money a lot more than other people some people have a much Uh, greater health status than others, have uh, more significant income, have workplace benefits, and those people don't need the money as much as some others with poor health status. And so if we want to care about things like health equity, then instead of giving everyone the same amount of money, um, we might do things like move the income level required to qualify for provincial drug benefits. You know, I think health equity is what plays into this conversation that that really becomes about private versus public health care. And that's you know, that's a big part of this conversation, health spending accounts, fe- feeling at least like they're leading us down that road towards more privatize- privatization and ultimately, you know, I think the fear that that's what's going to take over. But could this be could this be a good thing? Well, I think that, you know, for for people right now who don't have access to certain insured uh, uninsured benefits like drugs or like dental, of course, having money for that could be beneficial. Um, I just don't think this is a, a particularly efficient or effective way of getting those uninsured services to the people who need them. So could there be an element of private health care that could work separate from the idea of these health spending accounts? 
Well, the kinds of services that, that we might see fall within these spending accounts would primarily um, be things outside of the public system. So it would be things like dental, like uh, maybe chiropractic, massage, physiotherapy, those sorts of things are seem to be the things that the government had envisioned them including. Hmm. Any any idea where this feasibility study is going to is going to lead us, given some of the conversations that we've heard already from this government? Well, I think that it depends on on the route they take with that study. If if there is a an ideological spin to the analysis, then I think that they'll perhaps find that that they are feasible or that there could be benefits. But I think if you look at the peer-reviewed academic literature um, that that doesn't have that same ideological bent to it, you'll find that there are a lot of concerns with these, and that those funds could be directed more beneficially elsewhere. So if we're if we're looking at health spending accounts as being sort of an inefficient way to to have uh, to give everyone access to health care, what are some more efficient ways that would be beneficial for us to be pursuing in a perfect world? Yeah, so certainly you could expand uh, what's covered in the public system so that everyone gets access to it on the on the basis of need rather than giving people a lump sum whether they need it or not. Um, alternatively, you could target things towards particular groups who don't have employer-related health insurance or whose incomes fall below a certain level. So, for example, um, we could have uh, dental programs for, for people with low incomes, those sorts of things. Would this be something that it would be possible for Albertans then to put their own money into this health spending account? Could you top it up? Absolutely. De- depending on how, how it's designed, it could be that the government puts in part of the funds. Some of the funds could come from individuals. Okay. Um, there could be programs where employers match individual con- uh, contributions. We're not sure what, what they would look like. Okay. Dr. Hardcastle, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this. I uh, really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Take care. That's Dr. Lorian Hardcastle, Associate Professor in the Faculty of Law and Coming School of Medicine out of the University of Calgary, talking about health spending accounts. Uh, now, in a new mandate letter issued uh, by the Premier, our Technology and Innovation Minister, Nate Glubish, is going to explore the feasibility of creating Alberta health spending accounts.